like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. Okay, okay, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 65 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Happy Friday, beautiful people. I uh, hope everybody has had a great, productive week, and I hope everybody's ready for the weekend, man, because I am. I got big plans. Uh, we got big stuff going on. You got the Week 7 NFL. We got Michigan versus Penn State this weekend. It's going down, man. It's going down. We got a lot to get through today. We're going to talk about the Jalen Ramsey trade, the NFL trade deadline, which is in two weeks, by the way. Of course, we're going to preview Week 7. We'll talk about the game last night. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the NL- MLB playoffs, and then... I want to um, close out with, of course, you know, uh, we lost a boxer this week, uh, 27-year-old Patrick Day, who passed away due to his injuries in his last fight. And I want to discuss, you know, the boxer deaths that we've had this year. But I'm going to save that for the end because I don't want to kill this Good Friday vibe. And and that's going to be heavy to talk about, man. So I want to save that for the end. But please, man, listen, listen, keep listening. It's very important to hear, man. It's, It's very important. But. Let's get right to it, man. Let's 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 start off with the Jalen Ramsey trade, bro. Because I, we we were we were just waiting for it. You know, it, it seemed like it wasn't going to happen, but I guess it was only a matter of time. And you know, it, it, I'm I'm glad it happened because Jalen Ramsey is the best quarterback in football, and I believe that the best quarterback in football deserves to be on a team where he's not only appreciated but respected for his talent. And who he is as a man, you know, when when the relationship between a coach and management is strained or, or torn, it's, it's no coming back for that. You know, Jalen said that there was just no respect there anymore. It was disrespect on both sides, and it's just it's time to go. You know, that, that last game he played against the Titans, that was it. That was his last game in the Jags uniform. And that's it, man. That's it. That's all. You know, it's, it's, it's really nothing much to it. And it's just like... I can't. I'm not mad at him. I'm, I'm happy that he got out of that situation. I'm glad he didn't have to do it in a, a real like a B type of way. You know what I mean? Like he didn't have to um, post on the post anything crazy on social media. He didn't have to storm the off. You know what I mean? Like he he went about it the right way. He requested the trade, and he sat himself out. And that's it. And that's all. Now he's in L.A. Now, I think this trade is going to be good for him. I think, you know, change the scenery. He's on a new team, new system, new coach, and new to new conference. Uh, this trade as a whole, you know, the Rams got first-round picks. They got rid of – they traded Marcus Peters to Baltimore, who looked like he did not want to be there yesterday, his first day of practice. Uh, and they also uh, put Aqib Tlaib on IR. So, you know, there's a lot of changes for this defense. But this is a defense that now has Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. I'm not even going to mention Eric Weddle because why? <laughs> but this is, a, you know, a solid pickup for them, solid deal they made. And it was just interesting that the Rams were able to do it because, honestly, I didn't even think the Rams were thinking about doing this. I hadn't heard them their names ring out. You know, the, the NFC team that I heard was the Eagles. And you would think that the Eagles would try to do this because the Eagles need help on that back end. But the Rams, they made it happen. They made it happen, and I'm glad it got done. Uh, 
you know, it's, it's crazy to see a team trade away their best player, but it is what it is. It had to be done. And now it's just like, I just think this Jaguars team, this Jag, the Jaguars were just in the AFC Championship game two years ago. Two years ago. That is crazy to me. How 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 fast things can change. You know, it's a completely different team now. Completely different team now. That defense is almost gone. Just about. Just about. And, you know, with Nick Foles, we don't know when he's coming back. You know, how he's going to heal. Now it was like that offense. Well, the defense is completely depleted. You know, you got A.J. Bouye. But he's. Good God, you know, he's by himself out there now, defensively. And on the offensive side, you know, it's just Leonard Fournette. It's like, man, what what, what can this Jaguars team do but go back to mediocrity? You know what I mean? So, tough scene for them. But overall, the the Rams, they did what they had to do. They did what they had to do, and they got their new QB, uh, CB1. Great, great move for them. And then, you know, now it's like, what's next? Because the trade deadline is in two weeks. October 29th is the trade deadline. And now it's like we have to look around at some of these bad teams who have star players. And it's just like, well, what's next? What y'all going to do with it? Uh, players that I think could be traded. Uh, hold, on, hold on, let me see. I think uh, Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans, you know, his situation down in Tampa, I don't think it's good. I think that Tampa Bay could get something great in return for Mike Evans, who's having not such not not a great season, you know, with the quarterback play, Jameis Winston and everything going on down there uh, with Bruce Arians' new offense. I think that Mike Evans could be high on somebody's, you know, trade list. If the, if the deal is good enough, I think the Bucks would take it. And then, we, of course, we got A.J. Green on the winless uh, Cincinnati Bengals team uh, Free him bro <laughs> Free him You know this is a team that has No line at all So who knows When and how Andy Dalton Would get the ball to him And you know this is a I mean AJ Green Is somebody I, I've said this before You know how How can you guys put him top 5 When he could barely stay on the field And I still That still remains to be true I believe that A.J. Green is a great wide receiver, but we need to see him on the field. Uh, and it would be nice to see him back on the field, but the next time we see him on the field in uniform, on the field, I don't think he'll be in a Bengals uniform. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, another player surprising on my list is Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Probably won't be traded, but I think he's he's probably on somebody's uh, radar. I think, you know, he's frustrated with what's going on in uh, L.A. with this offense. And, was you know, Phillip Rivers isn't playing, uh, you know, to Phillip Rivers' standards this season. And it's the uh, uh, Chargers team who has been struggling this year. So, especially in the West. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake, he's still on the, uh, the defeated Miami Dolphins team. And I think this is a... Once again, if they're they're seriously trying to draft, you know, have a crazy draft, I think Kenyon Drake would be a good running back, you know, a good player to try to flip and get something in return. And you know, he'll end up somewhere better than with it, better than where he is right now, of course. Uh, also, Melissa Manuel Sanders, Manuel Sanders. Once again, another situation where it's just like uh, lose lose for him. You know, he's dealing with. 
a, a Broncos team who who's just they just can't seem to figure it out under John Elway, man. I don't, I don't understand. You know, I I'm going to get off the trade targets real quick, really quick, because I was um kind of upset last night watching the Broncos game. Flacco was sacked eight times, bro, and he just looked like he was getting bullied the entire game. And I'm just like, bro, if I'm Flacco, I said it before he even played a game for the Broncos. I'm like, I, I will retire. I'll retire. I mean, look, if you really still have a love for the game, okay. But watching Flacco play, it's just like he doesn't want to be there. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm Flacco, I'm retiring. I'm retiring, bro. You got your ring. You got bread. You got family to take care of. You know, this is a a team that has no line at all. No line at all. And I'm not blaming Flacco for everything that happened last night. I'm not. When has Joe Flacco ever been a truly mobile quarterback? That's not his game. That's never been his game. Ever. Never been his game. You know, you bring in somebody like Joe Flacco, you would think John Elway would try to build a line. He didn't even try to build a line. He didn't. And, you know, this is the same John Elway that was going to take a chance on Cap, but then the kneeling thing came, and and he hasn't gotten the quarterback right since Manning left. Hasn't. Hasn't gotten that right, and since he took over in 2011, he's only drafted two Pro Bowlers. So why are we holding, why do some people hold John Elway in such high regard as a GM? He's not good. He's not a good GM. Not a good GM. He, he He's there off the strength of the history he has with Denver and his name. If he was anybody else, he wouldn't have a job right now. That's just facts. Uh, another Bronco surprise on my list, Von Miller. Once again, same thing with Emmanuel Sanders. It's just a bad team. Going through there, going through the motions, and I think Von Miller's talents could be used somewhere else, and I think somebody might jump for it. Uh, O.J. Howard, tight end from the uh, Bucks, another Bucks player on the list. I think that teams need. There are some teams out there that need tight ends, and he's a great tight end, a good trade target, and he hasn't gotten any catches. Has he gotten a catch yet? A touchdown? I don't know what it was, but he hasn't been doing much. Once again, in this new offense, and then with Jameis Winston struggling, I think that he could be a great trade target for someone else. Uh, Muhammad Sanu from the Falcons. I think that, you know, with with Matt Ryan and, you know, Julio, Calvin Ridley, I think, you know, some teams need another receiver. And I think Muhammad Sanu will be on somebody's list. Last but not least, so this, is, this is not even a reach. This is just me saying. Something crazy. Not, I'm not I me. Mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like pulling this out the sky. But Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Kyle. Kyle. Kyle Allen is undefeated as a starter right now. If he stays hot, right? And he stays hot, and Cam comes back, and they don't know what to do. Ron Rivera doesn't know what to do. Trade deadline is in two weeks. After the Pat Mahomes injury. Oh, I can't. Oh, we're gonna talk about that. I don't know now what they saying about that. I don't even know if they want to try to do another quarterback. But let's 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 just think, man. What if what if the the uh the the Panthers traded away Cam Newton, bro? It could happen. It could happen. Uh, but I think the three teams that really should make a move. Uh, the Chiefs, the Packers, and the Eagles. I think the 
Chiefs need to try to find them another quarterback just in case. That's that's just obvious right now because I don't know what they're planning with Mahomes right now. We don't know how long he's going to be out. We don't know how bad that injury is. But the way they're talking, they're talking like it's not that bad. And he might play through it, which is crazy to me. Crazy. Going to talk about that too. But the Packers, I think the Packers should try to get a receiver. That's 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 what they need to do. A receiver and a tight end. And f- for the love of God, they should try to trade Jimmy Graham as well in, in, in one of those packages. I think that the, the Packers really need to go out the receiver because the drop-off between Devontae Adams and the rest of the receivers is crazy. It's like Devontae Adams is all the way up here, and then the rest of the Packers receivers are all the way down here. And, you know... Granted, they made plays this past Monday night, but no, the the gap the gap is just too big. The gap is too big. I think that all any of these receivers or tight ends on this list would be great in Green Bay, fit in fit right in the Green Bay. But you know the trade deadline in general is on October 29th, and I just think this might be the most exciting NFL trade deadline we've seen in a long time. You know, the the NFL trade deadline isn't always that big because it's not like basketball. You know, teams aren't making crazy moves like that. You know, guys stay in one place for a long time in the NFL. It's rare for, you know, somebody to be traded in the middle of the season, like a big blockbuster trade in the middle of the season like that. But now what we've seen with Jalen Ramsey, this is the star player on, on, like, the star player on the team got traded. And now it's like, you know, guys like Keenan Allen and Mike Evans, they know their worth. And if they feel like they don't need to be with with an organization anymore, if it's bad enough, I think they would. Wouldn't mind getting out of there. So I think this may be the most interesting, you know, couple of weeks. I really do. I think this could be the most interesting trade deadline we've seen in the NFL in a long, long time. And I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see it, but it's week seven in the NFL, ladies and gentlemen. It's week seven. It's week seven, and we got some good games going on this weekend. So we're gonna start off with the pick four. We got the Texans versus the Colts. Texans going on the road to face the face the Colts. You know, this is the AFC South rivalry, big big AFC South game. Uh, Texas is riding high off their big win in Kansas City, and I think they go to Indianapolis and get W. I think it's going to be a good game. It could it could turn into a shootout. We will see. Uh, but I think I think the Colts will fight though. I think this will be a good game for Ty Hilton for sure. I think this is you know I think it'll be a great game for Ty Hilton and and maybe Marlon Mack as well. But I think everybody will do great. Uh, I would like to see DeAndre Hopkins back. Where where you at, D Hop? Been quiet. Been quiet. Oh, we got the Vikings. Going on the road to take on the Lions. Now, the Lions, I don't know if they're still crying about what happened Monday night. I don't know if they're still in their feelings about that. And while, and while I'm on the subject, I'm gonna, I said this Monday, I'm going to say it again today. This is for anybody. Not just Lions fans, it's for anybody. Your football team has four quarters to win a game. Four quarters. Four quarters. Now I'm talking to Lions fans. This Lions team, not only did they blow a big lead against Green Bay, but they blew a 13-point lead in the fourth quarter to 
a team that has a 14U quarterback playing for them. They blew a, I'm talking about the Cardinals. They blew a 13-point lead in the fourth quarter to the Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. This is a team that couldn't put the Chiefs away, couldn't close the Chiefs out. They had a, they had a chance to beat the Chiefs. Couldn't couldn't do it. And you telling me that the Lions were going to go on the road in Green Bay and beat Aaron Rodgers with field goals? No way. That wasn't going to happen. Wasn't going to happen. They had a chance to put them away multiple times and couldn't do it. So my my thing is play so the reps don't even have the chance. Stupid. I'm not going to let you get the chance <laughs> to affect your game. Man. That, that's it. That's all. So with that being said, I got the Vikings this week. Uh, this, they just blew the Eagles out. And I think that the Lions are st- still haven't gotten over what happened Monday night. And I think they're going to allow this to go into Sunday. And I, I, I believe the Vikings will win this game. Uh, the game that's really I'm really looking forward to is the is the Ravens versus the Saints, man. This is going to be a good game. I believe this is Lamar uh, Russell's first matchup, and it's in Seattle. Now, this Ravens defense has been struggling. The secondary hasn't been that good, and Russell Wilson is on fire. They're on fire. Russell Wilson's on fire. Now he did lose his big tight end Will Disley. And I think that will have an effect on this game and on the game plan. And it's Seattle, man. It's Seattle. I don't know if the Ravens can go to Seattle and win a ball game like this. This is a big game. And I got the Seahawks taking this one at home. Uh, last on the pick four for this week, Saints and the Bears. Saints and the Bears. I actually changed my pick on this overnight. I had a dream. I didn't have a dream, but I woke up this morning. I was, I just felt different about the game. Uh, we got the Saints taking on the Bears on the road. Now, Teddy Bridgewater has been playing well, well enough to keep his team, you know, to keep winning ball games. But this, this is a serious defense here. Serious defense. Uh, if they can apply pressure, and there that might not might not be a, um, any Alvin Kamara this week. If they can apply serious pressure to Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know, man. I don't know. They might halt. They might halt the Saints' train. They might halt the Saints' train. I got the Bears taking this one at home. I do. I got the Bears taking this one at home. So that's the pick four for this week. But uh, other things to talk about for week seven. We got Marcus Peters' first game as a Raven. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, his first game as a Ram. That's going to be interesting to see. Happy to see Jalen back on the field. But we got the Cowboys uh, and the Eagles playing on Sunday Night Football for the NFC East. I think this is for first place. Uh, that should be a good game. Hold on. Wait. Is that, I think it's in Dallas. I think it's in Dallas. And yeah, that should be a good game. See what the the quarterbacks do. Carson Woods, Dak Prescott, we'll see how that game goes. But one I'm really looking forward to, honestly, is this Jets and Patriots game. For many reasons, though. Yes, I know the Jets have won one game, and I know the Patriots are undefeated and playing out of their minds on defense. And I, I know, I know, I know. But Sam Darnold is back, and he just re-energizes this team. And they, they are getting C.J. Mosley back this week. And, you know, with Sam Darnold back, Robbie Anderson has been cooking. He cooked. He cooked. 
That's why I have them on my fantasy team. I'm not unleashing them this week, though. I'm scared to play them against the Pats. But weeks after, next week, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to let them loose. But they might surprise us this week. They might surprise us. You know, Tony Romo threw some serious shade at the Jets. And I know they heard it. I know Jamal and, and, and them boys heard it. I know they did. And I think that at home, Monday Night Football, could the Jets hand the Patriots their first L? The answer is yes. I'm calling it. The New York Football Jets. Not the New York Football Jets. The New the goddamn Jets. The Jets are going to beat the Patriots on Monday night. You heard it here first on Electrified. You did. That's where you heard it. You heard it right here. Yeah, man. That's what I got happening. I see it. I can see it happening. Um, Listen, man. I don't know what's going on with Patrick Mahomes' knee. I just know that looked nasty last night. And they're talking about he might be able to play through it. Bro, why? Why? No. They're going RG3 this, man. They're going RG3 him. This is your future. This is arguably the face of the NFL. The Madden curse still got him, though. But y'all can't do this. Y'all can't. Patrick, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Come on. Sit out a couple weeks. Get, get Get your knee fully healed. And then come back. Because there ain't no need. Ain't no need. There's no need to risk it. There's no need to risk it. I don't think he should. I think you have to, you know, you ain't get your big contract yet. You need you need to take care of yourself before you, you know, worry about this team, bro. That's how I feel. That's how I feel about that. All right, so moving on. I want to talk about this NBA GM survey that everybody's been been posting on Bleacher Report, sideline sources, highlights, and everything, all that. It was very disrespectful. Very disrespectful. I I just listen to this. They said the the Clippers have a forty six percent chance of winning the title this year. The thirty six the Bucks have a thirty six percent chance, and the Lakers have an eleven percent chance. Can somebody please tell me why the Bucks have a Better chance of winning the title than the Los Angeles Lakers. Can the Bucks even make it out the East? Can they? They're going to win the title. Are you serious? Over the Lakers? Dog. Paul, Paul, I almost called that man. Paul, Paul Pierce. Paul George got uh, shoulder surgery on both his shoulders, right? Alright, he'll be back healthy But are we really about to be scared of playoff Paul Pierce? Damn, no, Paul George I'm not really scared of playoff Paul George I'm not I'm not Can Paul George and Kawhi Leonard take this team to the finals? No, I don't think they can I don't think they can I think everybody is just really disrespecting LeBron and AD like it's not LeBron and AD I don't understand it Another more disrespect They said Giannis gonna win the MVP 52% chance of that And then the top 5 It was Giannis, Curry, AD, Kawhi, and Jokic No LeBron Y'all gonna, be, y'all gonna stop disrespecting the king man 
Y'all gonna stop disrespecting the king, bro. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the disrespect of the king, bro. Like he like he not like that. Like he not LeBron gonna win MVP this year. I'm trying to tell y'all, and he gonna get a title. Cause if they if he really gonna be running a point like that, making passes like he making in the preseason, yeah, it's gonna be a problem. Y'all in trouble. What you you in trouble. In trouble. Y'all in trouble. I'm trying to tell you. It, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be something to see, man. It's gonna be something to see. Uh, what else we got? I think that's all we got as far as that goes. Yeah, I'm done with the NBA talk because season starts at five, four or five days. So we'll of course we're gonna do a little NBA kickoff show, something like that, a little little NBA kickoff segment. Um, oh yeah, man, Mich- Michigan and Penn State this weekend. Go blue. I think this, you know, first of all, Harbaugh is three and one against Penn State, and that you know they're going on the road. They're going up to Beaver Stadium. I think Penn State's ranked seventh, ranked seven. Uh, Saturday night game, it's going to be under the lights. It's going to be a big game, man. It's going to be a big game, and I'm picking Michigan on the road. I think Michigan's defense can give Penn State problems, and if their defense can hold, all, all Shea Patterson and them have to do is take care of the football and score. That's it. Take care of the f- emphasis on take care of the football. Michigan, st- Michigan has fumbled on each opening drive this season. That's crazy. Like what? Like why are they fumbling so much? Why? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't ever really don't get it. All right. So as you know, we lost the box this week. Patrick Day passed away due to his injuries. So. It, 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 when 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 I saw this that he was in the coma, I was just like, man, how and why? But is but 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 when I saw it, I was just like, bro, this is like, an, this is another one. We've had four boxer deaths this year, and that made me go back and look to see if there was a time where there were more. So I went like all the way back to like. On record, you know, like to the 30s, 50s. It's never been four in a year. This is the most. The most previous is three, but this is the most in one year. And then there were two in one month. Uh, Maxim Dadesh, uh, that was the first one this year. That was uh, He was 29. That was back in July. Uh, Hugo Centillion, he was 23 years old once again in July. And then in September, last month, it was... Um, Boris uh, Stankov, he was 21. And then this most recently, on the 12th, was Patrick Day. He's 27. All these guys are in their 20s, man. Young men. All in their 20s. Dying because of injuries in the ring. And, you know, we talk about concussions in football. We talk about concussions in football, brain trauma, and all that. We don't talk about it that much in boxing because you know boxers like older boxers from back in the day like they 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 end up having like Parkinson's and stuff like that and just messed up and there is no boxers union like there's no there's no boxers union it's not like the there's no like there's no and like there's like there's no boxers union like they have the NFLPA and the NFL. In boxing, there is nothing like that. There's nothing like they tried 
but I don't think there like there's currently there isn't one. So you know when 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 you watch the sport of boxing, you know, yes it's the sweet science, but it can be very it can be violent and you know that's what people like. They want to see the knockouts. And most of the time the punches, yeah, you can be out on your feet. But most of the time it's when they hit the canvas and their head bounces off the canvas. That's that's where a lot of the brain trauma comes from. Those are some hard, hard falls, man. Hard, hard falls. And my question is how how can we prevent this? Because four in one year is ridiculous. How can how can we prevent this, man? I, I just don't think it should be like this. I don't think we should be having this, this many deaths. I don't think we. I really don't think we should be having any at all. And we could have had five, but it, thank God, Donna Stevenson pushed through his coma. But you know, I think that this falls on refs, the the the, the doctors, and the corners. You know, as a trainer, as a cornerman, you have to know when your boxer is done. I don't care what he says to you. Ain't no, okay, I will give you one more round Let's see what happens No, bro, that one more round could be the end That could be it That could be it I don't care how tough your boxer is I don't care how tough your fighter is, man You cannot send him back out there if he is loopy like this And you, it, it, like, you, you know that I think that The three knockdown rules should be enforced in every fight I think that should be, you know, that, that should be it You get knocked down three times, that's a wrap Honestly, I think that should be enforced in every fight. If 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 we're gonna if if we really need some change and want to limit this from happening again, gotta enforce the three the three knockdown rule in every fight. Also, I think there should be legit concussion tests after a round of a knockdown. I think if you get knocked down, you should be concussion test in your corner. And yeah, I think if you and if you can't if you can't pass a concussion test, if you're if you're really not right, you can't go. That's it. Stop the fight right there. I don't care how early it is. Because that's just crazy, man. It's crazy. You know, I love boxing. I, I'm a boxing fan. I've been watching boxing almost my entire life. And I love talking about boxing. I love debating boxing. But what will you be talking about boxing 10, 15 years from now if it continues like this? Honestly though You know People talk about football Going away But I think football has A very long life Ahead of it But boxing I'm not so sure I'm not so sure Not so sure Not so sure Um But I um You know I also think That there just needs To be more conversation About this in general I I I feel like people sweep these things under the rug Like oh it's boxing it, it happens It doesn't It doesn't It doesn't happen This isn't normal This isn't something that just Oh yeah a boxer died Oh it's the sport It's not It's not it shouldn't be that way Shouldn't be that way But um you know God bless the family of Patrick Day Man praying, praying for them And everything very sad, very, very, very sad, man. Mm-mm-mm. But um, I think that's all I got for you guys this week, man. I think that's it. You know, it was a good week. See you guys on Tuesday for episode sixty-six. Like I said, man, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Don't do anything that I wouldn't do. And for the sixty-fifth time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been.
Electrified.